Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday morning, October the 27th and 2020 on Winterize. We're currently in year A, proper week 26, which is the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost. And on Tuesdays, we like to look at the Psalm for the week. And so we're going to be in one of those Psalms that illustrates the history of Israel, and they put it to music so that people can learn it. So we're going to be in Psalm 107, verses 1 through 7, and then 33 through 37, because it correlates well with what we covered in the book of Joshua yesterday. And so I'll read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, then we'll spend our time praying along this theme. So thanks for making us party morning. I want to rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and we got together in a time of prayer. Psalm 107, verses 1 through 7 and 33 through 37. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those who redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands from the east and west, from north and south. Some wandered desert lands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into a salt waste because of the wickedness of those who live there. He turned the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. There he brought the hungry to live, and they founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. This is the word of God for us. Some of the elemental things that one would reason about a God, or maybe or would be something like this, that uh, if someone was to worship a God or gods, they would have to be distinct from who we are. Uh, they would have to be more powerful than we are. They would have to have some knowledge of what happened before and what might happen in the future. And uh, they're able to intervene whenever they want. And so those are just the basic assumptions about God. But this doesn't uh, tell us if this God is going to intervene for good reasons. This doesn't mean that this God's going to be just and impartial. This doesn't mean that this God could choose to be merciful, even though the, uh, ev- the mounting evidence of humanity would tell him to do otherwise. And so what I love about Psalm 107 and the story of Israel and the story of the early church, the story of scripture from beginning to end, is that God fits the bill of all those things, but one critical element is included, that this God is merciful and this God is kind. And this is basically the tenor of what Psalm 107 is about. This God responds to de- prayers of distress. That This God will judge those who act unjustly in the world, that this God would even do something so surprising as providing streams in a desert for those who need to be quenched of their thirst. This God is merciful and kind. I don't know about you, but some people, uh, when they think about religion and what would motivate a person to join a religion and would continue to be adherent of that religion, some people may continue down the path of religious faith because of fear. They are afraid that if they wander away from the faithful, wander away from the pattern of life, that bad things could happen for them. And there are times that Jesus sprinkles in self-preservation morality in his teaching. He says, you know, if you're right, I caused you to sin, gouge it out, throw it away. And of course, he's speaking with hyperbole there. But yet there's still like this, hey, it's better to lose 
one part of your body that's causing you trouble then for all of your life, all of your body to be destroyed, right? And so get the thing out of the way. And so there's like this self-preservation element within the teaching of Jesus. But what we hear is a greater tenor alongside all of that um, are the surprising moves of grace that this God has, right? I mean, a lot of these parables, it's parables of a, of, you know, a merchant who's searching for a fine pearl, doesn't know if he's ever going to find it. And when he does, like, he's so moved by this one pearl that he sells off everything in order to buy it, right? Or someone's plowing in a field and for whatever reason, in the heat of the day, like the plow blades go deeper into the soil and there's a screech, you know, on some sort of a, a chest of some sort and the person plowing the field digs away and they find that it's treasure that's been hidden there and so this is not their fields so what do they do they like sell everything in order to buy that field and so they can have that treasure that that discovery of the treasure chest and the ability to buy that field is grace right uh story of workers in a vineyard and some start at six o'clock in the morning and they more added to the field all day long until the fifth sorry the the uh, ninth hour five o'clock in the afternoon uh, would that be, or that be the eleventh hour? Yeah, eleventh hour at five o'clock in the evening, about quitting time. That when everybody gets to come forward and get their wages for the day, that they all receive the same, right? No matter how long they've worked, because there's grace, there's generosity, right? And so, what I want us to focus on today, what we see in this psalm, is that there are times when Israel is in distress. There are times that they needed God to intervene, and when they prayed to that God, they knew who this God was. They didn't pray. Uh, with a complete lack of knowledge or indifference about what this God might do. They knew that if this God was for them, that no one could be against him. And so they prayed to this God because they knew this God would be merciful and kind. And I love the opening refrain of this psalm, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. He wasn't just good once. His love, his, his, this has said, this like relational love in the original language is something that is experienced in surplus in this faith in life. And so I don't know how you find yourself this morning. Maybe it's way down with anxiety. Maybe it's way down with rejection. Maybe it's way down with confusion or indifference or setbacks, whatever it is. Pray to this God this morning because this God is good and his love endures forever. So let's pray to this God this morning as we meet this day together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're generous and kind, that you are good, and that your mercy endures forever. God, we thank you that even though the narrative arc of our life, what we see is more prevalent than not, is uh, frustrating, it's uncertain, at times it's disappointing. We thank you that behind it all, and in it all, and through it all, we can cry out to a God who's merciful. And so God, we thank you that your intervention has a shape to it. And that shape is mercy, it's grace, it's kindness, it's love. So God, we thank you this day that even though our maybe immediate experiences have been shaped by rejection, have been shaped by uncertainty and indifference or unkindness from others, God, we thank you that it doesn't get the last word. What gets the last word is the words that Jesus said on the cross when he offered forgiveness, even though he was harshly mistreated. We think of that when Jesus appeared to his disciples, the ones who abandoned him in the moment that he needed him the most, they didn't say, I told you so. He said, peace be with you. Because there's reconciliation and there's kindness and there's love and the 
in the deep in the heart of God. And so, Lord, we appeal to that love today. We pray that love would cover us. We pray that love would inspire us and stir us up and cause us to act out in love today instead of indifference or hate or bitterness or rage or anger. God, we put away those things today. We put on the righteousness of Christ. We put on the new life which is shaped by the way Jesus lived his life. And so this day, give us grace to endure. Give us hope to believe that your word will get the last word, and that word is love. So God, we love you today because you first loved us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.